Hello and welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast. I am happy to be back with you after quite a bit of um, absence, I guess. I know I, I had received a couple messages from people asking where I was or if I was okay, because it's been almost a month since my last podcast. And I am fine, just life was busy and I didn't have as much time as I thought I would have to record. So I'm grateful for whoever left messages. And even when I don't post regular podcasts, I hope you all know that I'm always praying for each of you. And I hope that we can all pray for each other, that we can all go deeper into the healing that Jesus has for each of us. So I'm grateful for everyone who listens. And yeah, you're in my prayers. So now we're back. And today I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what what we think healing is and what we think healing isn't and and all of that and also give a little reflection on a gospel passage for you. So I was reflecting for myself, you know, and even just dealing with something that I I thought had been kind of handled or dealt with, quote unquote, in my life or healed already. And I realized at least for myself and for a lot of people that I talk to and talk with, um, we can have a misunderstanding of what healing is or what we want it to be, right? And a lot of times I think, and I go back to this often in my life, even though I know it's not the truth, but I think often that I think that if Jesus heals this part of me or heals this defect or heals this hurt or lie that I believe about myself, I believe that Jesus will fix it and it won't be a problem anymore. Like it'll be gone, eradicated, just completely gone. And some things Jesus heals are completely gone. If there's an injury that's healed, it can be completely gone as if it never even happened. And that that's amazing and beautiful. But I often think of myself as I'm some kind of broken person that Jesus needs to fix. And again and again, I have friends tell me that, you know, you're not a problem to be fixed, but you're a person to be loved and to be brought into communion with Jesus. And that's what healing prayer does for us. It brings us deeper into the heart of Jesus, deeper into communion with him. And that's in communion with Jesus, that is where we find our peace. That is where we find our true selves. And that's what heaven is, really. And in heaven, everything will be as it should be. We will receive our complete healing in heaven because we will be in complete communion with the Father. So that's been on my heart to share, just that like Jesus doesn't need to quote-unquote fix us, fix me of whatever problem but he wants to bring us into full communion. He wants to bring us home to his heart, in his heart. And that's what healing does. That's what healing prayer does. And even on the flip side of that, so receiving healing prayer, you know, we want to be fixed. But even in praying with people for healing, I know a lot of times I think to myself, well, I'm not as well trained as so-and-so, or I don't know as much, or I don't have as much experience. Maybe, you know, my prayers aren't as good I don't know if, if you all have experienced this or it's just me and I'll just share, you know, my personal thoughts here. But that's not it either. And training is good. There is training you can do for prayer ministry and, and that's 
important so we don't lead people down a wrong path, you know, so we stay connected to Jesus. Because ultimately, Jesus Jesus is the one who heals. It's not me. It's not anybody that prays with you. It's not anyone else. It's Jesus. And we get to be his assistants. We get to be assistants to the divine physician. We get to be his intercessors, the intercessors of Jesus, the healer. But I was reading a book from, that. the book is called Healing. I'll put a link in the show notes. And it's by Dr. Mary Healy. And she was talking about for healing, like what is needed? What is needed for us to pray with people for healing? And she says in her book, what is necessary is not a special gifting, although the Lord does give charisms of healing, but simply faith in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, whom we receive in baptism. And this quote really struck me because it, it spoke to exactly what I had been kind of doubting in my own life, like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. And and all of those doubts usually are lies from the enemy, and they need to be brought to the Lord to be healed. And I like how she does acknowledge there are some people that have a special gift of healing from the Lord, a special charism, and that's beautiful. And they use that in the service of our Lord service of Jesus to bring healing to many people. But what's really needed is simple faith in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit whom we received in baptism. So if you're a Christian and you've been baptized, we received the power of the Holy Spirit in our baptism and that can never ever be taken away. It can kind of be forgotten by us. We can kind of ignore the gifts of our baptism, but but it's always there. It can never change. It can never be taken away. Our baptism never can change. It's what's called an indelible mark on our soul, if you want to get theological. And it's always with us. So I invite us to pray for a deeper recognition of the gifts that we received in our baptism And also she says, you know, Mary Healy says, it's simple faith in the name of Jesus. And that's what healing always is. Whenever we pray with anyone, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we either renounce something or announce something or anything. It it all should be prefaced within the name of Jesus Christ. And so that, that quote really helped me kind of come back to what the main point is in healing um, and to kind of let go of what I thought I needed. I needed to have everything together. I needed to have more training or read more books or I was kind of putting up um, obstacles to myself to really even begin to enter into this, to praying with people or, or kind of putting myself out there. So if, if any of you all have struggled with that too, I hope that that quote blesses you. And so for this next part of the podcast, I just want to share that I've been praying with the gospel passage about the weeds and the wheat. It's a parable Jesus um, tells us in scriptures. It's in the gospel of Matthew. And so 
I want to read that passage and then kind of give a short, it'll probably be a really short little reflection um, on what, what my prayer has been with that passage. So this is from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 13, starting at verse 24. So I'll read the passage and then go into a little reflection. So Jesus proposed, so it starts off, Jesus proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No, if you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time I will say to the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So there's so many different things I want to share about this passage, but I'm just going to kind of focus on one part of it, I hope, unless I go off on a tangent, and then we'll see what the Lord wants us to, to see from that. So if we look in our own life, you know, there are weeds and wheat in our life, if we want to be like metaphor, like use the metaphor. And Jesus says in this, you know, the enemy came and sowed weeds. Like he, the, the farmer, the landowner sowed good seed. And I felt Jesus telling me and praying with this, like Jesus is telling each of us, like Jesus has sown good seed in our lives. And the enemy comes along, the devil, and he sows weeds. And sometimes all we can see are the weeds, at least for myself. I know I, all I focus on are the weeds. And you might ask, you know, one question that comes up is how do we know what What's a weed and what's a wheat? <laughs> like, what's a weed and what's wheat? What comes from Jesus and what comes from the enemy? How do I know? And one simple way of how to tell, like, what's from Jesus, what's from God, and what's from the enemy, what's from the devil, is the fruit that it bears in our lives. So, if it bears, quote-unquote, good fruit, like peace and joy and love and communion. That would be good fruit, right? Those are good things. So those come from the Lord. Those come from God. But if there's quote-unquote bad fruit, right? If there's discord or um, envy or jealousy or pride, if these things come up, those aren't good things. They, they come from the enemy and he tries to, to get them into us and to have them kind of take over like the weeds do. 
So a simple thing that we can do is just in prayer, take a moment whenever you have time and sit with the Lord and say, you know, if there's something in your life that you're noticing, ask what fruit it's bringing. Is it bringing good fruit? Is it bringing peace and unity and joy and love and communion? Or is it bringing bad fruit into your life? Is it bringing, you know, bringing up jealousy for you? Even if it doesn't come out, you know, you don't act on the jealousy. Of, is it, but if it's bringing it up, it could be something that's from, from the enemy. And ask the Lord, ask Jesus to show you those things in prayer. And then if it's from the enemy, renounce it. Say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce jealousy. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce envy. I renounce pride. And another thing that I, I really liked in this gospel passage, this parable from Jesus, you know, the, the weeds and the wheat grow up together, right? So you see both of them. And at times, like I said earlier, I think I said, you know, I, I, I often just focus on the weeds, on the bad things that are happening. And I, I think, well, Jesus could just come along and take them all away right now. And he could. He could do that. And he might for some of us. <laughs> and that's that's amazing. Um, but really, he's a good gardener. Like, he wants us to be able to separate what is his from what the enemy's is. And I like how he takes care, or the, the landowner in this parable takes care to tell the harvesters, Collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, and gather the wheat into my barn. So it's like you collect the things for what they are. Like once we're, we're made aware in prayer, the Holy Spirit can enlighten us like what, what is something that's been sown from the enemy in my life? And we can tie those up and kind of throw them in the fire. We renounce them and we give them to Jesus to take care of, and they are not ours anymore. So anything that's bringing up jealousy or fear or envy or pride, um, any of those things, sloth, we ask Jesus to take them and to take them away from us and we let go of them completely. We pray for the grace to let go of them com completely and Jesus will take them away. And I, I even imagine him like throwing them away or burning them or whatever. You can use your imagination in prayer. And then... In the passage, he says, and, and gather the wheat into my barn. Like we can hold on and keep the good things that Jesus has put in our life. The things that bring us good fruit, the things that give us peace and joy and love and communion and unity. Like we want to cultivate those things and have them and to remember them when things are going poorly. It, it's a another like spiritual kind of practice that St. Ignatius would talk about that in times of consolation, so when good things are happening in our lives, we want to remember those things because then in moments of desolation, in moments where, you know, maybe we're overcome with these quote-unquote weeds from the enemy where we're caught in, in lies, where we don't believe the goodness of the Lord, or we're in desolation, we're in a, we feel far from the Lord. It's in those times of desolation that we can remember the graces and the good things that Jesus has done, that the Lord has given us. And that can help us bring our focus back to Jesus. So 
I hope that kind of makes sense. But if you look up like St. Ignatius Consolation and Desolation, you'll find writings about it and it's, it's a very good practice to have. So that's what I've been praying with and wanted to share with you all. And please, again, like write in the comments if anything struck you or if you want to know more or anything at all. <laughs> if you have prayer intentions, you can write them in the comments. Some people will do that. And I just want to end with a quick prayer for everyone. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, we thank you for your gifts. I pray that each person listening will be able to recognize the gifts you have given them in, in their baptism, that you are with them, that each of us is not a problem to be fixed, but a person to be loved and to be brought in full communion with you in your sacred heart. Jesus, I pray that your Holy Spirit might enlighten each of us. Holy Spirit, enlighten us to be able to see the weeds sown from the enemy in our lives. And then in the name of Jesus Christ, we renounce those. In the name of Jesus Christ, we renounce anything that's leading us to jealousy or envy or pride or contempt. We renounce disunity in the name of Jesus Christ. And we entrust all of those things, we put them at the foot of the cross, and we leave them there for Jesus to do with what he will. And then in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for an outpouring of gifts to be sown in our lives, an outpouring of love and peace and joy and unity and communion, that all of those gifts might be increased in all of us and as we renounce those things that are from the enemy, any space that is left in us from them be filled with all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. We seal this time of prayer with the most precious blood of Jesus. Wash over us and, and fill us completely with, with your blood, Lord, and with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We praise and thank you for this time of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you again for listening, and I hope to be back more regularly um, in the coming weeks. And until then, know that I am praying for you, and please pray for me as well. God bless you.